From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money. Debt funds seem to always be some sort of a mystery. We're often told about their benefits and how they are great for investors who are looking for steady and stable returns. About the fact that if you have a fixed goal, debt can be a great way for you to achieve that very goal. And while all of this is true, it's really important to learn how exactly debt funds work to truly decide whether they should be a part of your portfolio. And in this episode, we cover all of that and more. To do this, we spoke to Abhishek Bisen, who's a senior executive vice president and fund manager at Kotak Mutual Fund. And we started off the conversation by defining what a debt fund is and the types of debt funds available to investors. If I have to define a debt fund, it is simple pool of money invested into various fixed income instruments. Now, as the name suggests, fixed income instruments is a predefined income instrument which will give you a predefined yield. For example, if I have invested into a bond which is maturing after one year, is expected to give me 6%. So at the end of one year, it will give me 6%, which means if I invest 1 lakh rupees, I'll get 6,000 rupees as an interest and 1 lakh rupees as a principal back. So a debt fund typically invests into various instruments which yield as per the maturity, as per the investment horizon and as per the rating which the instrument is rated. So lower the rating, higher the interest rates and higher the rating, lower the interest rate. Typically, we have been very well versed with something called fixed deposits. So fixed deposit is also a similar thing where you are predefined with a rate of interest. There is a tag. This is a 6% FD, this is a 7% FD and so on and so forth. FD is not subject to mark to market risk. Therefore, normally people what they do once they invest, they typically wait till the investment horizon, which is one year, two year and so on. And at the end of the horizon, they get their principal plus the interest. But in a debt fund, typically what happens because it is open to all investors on a daily basis. Somebody is coming in, somebody is going out. Therefore, it is subject to mark to market. Now, what is this mark to market? Let's say, for example, you have invested in a bond, which is yielding 6% for one year. Now there is a interest rate rises in the market and it becomes 7% for one year. Now you are holding that bond, which is likely to give you only 6%, which is in the example, which we used was 6,000 rupees for one lakh. Now the buyer is saying, no, I expect 7,000 rupees if I have to buy this bond. So where that 1,000 extra will come from? So you will say, okay, fine. Instead of 1 lakh rupees principal, you give me 99,000 rupees. And the 6% which the issuer has contracted with me, which as it is, you are going to get. So total, the buyer will get 7,000 rupees and you will earn a loss of 1,000 rupees on your principal. But if you had held this entire investment for one year, you would have got your 6,000 rupees plus the principal. And similarly happens on the reverse, where if the interest rate falls by 1%, you will get that 1,000 extra upfront. So 6,000 you are expected to get from the company. 1000 you will get from the market because that bond is trading at 101, which we typically call 1% premium. So you mentioned that these types of debt funds are subject to risk from changes in the interest rate. So could you just expand on that point further in the sense of 
How often do interest rates change? And so where and how should investors be looking out for this information when investing into this type of debt vehicle? Everything is very, very, very clearly written in the uh, offer document. But the only thing which you need to look at is, is what is the average maturity of fund is running. That average maturity should be in line with your investment horizon. And that is what you need to look at. And if you live that average maturity in around six months, you are sorted. You need not worry from any debt fund point of view. Let's say, for example, fund is running a 10-year maturity. Typically, these funds are likely to generate much superior returns, as I explained in the example of one-year asset. Now, if you have two-year money and you come into such kind of fund and suddenly there is some problem into the market and suddenly there is a U-turn or market suddenly falls, there are losses. But in exactly the same example, if you are able to live this investment for five years, you are likely to get what we are expected to generate at this point in time which can be gauged by something called YTM of the fund, which is very, very clearly written in the fact sheet or offer document. On the fact sheet, you'll find it very, very clearly that what kind of maturity the fund is likely to run, what is the uh, rating profile the fund can have on a minimum and a maximum basis. So if you are a risk-averse investor, you should choose AAA or a sovereign. Maturity bucket, you will be very well aware that what is the objective of your investment. And you should just meet your objective with the fund objective. Then you are aligned very well. Once these things are aligned, then you are likely to generate on a long-term basis something close to the YTM, which is upfront mentioned, less the expenses. So mostly this is a common mistake people do looking at the past performance, which is appearing very good, possibly because of the maturity profile of the fund that fund would have generated much superior return over and above the YTM of the fund. They invest their short-term money in a long-term fund and vice versa and therefore get a bad impression of the overall fund structure. What is the use case for an investor to want to invest into a debt fund? So for example, you mentioned if you have a fixed goal within a fixed time horizon, is that the time when an investor should look to a debt fund or are there other opportunities and other times when an investor should look at this as an investment vehicle in their portfolio? Investment is a hygiene. Typically what happens, people spend money and then uh, whatever is left over comes to investments. But if, at the end of the day, you should have some kind of basic plan about how you are going to use your earnings, what are the kind of cash flows you are having and what is the kind of planning you need for your own life going ahead. So there is no particular set time as such, but the goals are set. Typically, everybody has same kind of goals, education, marriage, holiday and retirements. So these are broad themes which keep on running and we have funds which fits in for these kind of buckets. If you are able to align these goals with the fund objectives, then you're sorted. You don't need to time it. Like, for example, in an equity market, you look for timing. The market is weak. I need to time or market is strong. I should go away. From that perspective, what I suggest typically is that you should have your um, asset allocation ready that this is my risky money, which I can take risk. And is there really long term money? Probably you can go to equities. But doing all that, when you know that this is my fixed income bucket where I cannot take risk, even if the returns do not come, probably you can look that money for equities, but I need these returns in XYZ time. That money should only come to debt funds and the bucketing has to be done very, very carefully drafted that, okay, this money is needed in two years for sure, irrespective of whatever. So you need to apportion into that particular bucket. 
So I want to ask you, because we've kind of covered the pros here, what is the biggest con then? Where can it possibly something be somewhere where it's limiting for folks' portfolios? See, if you want to increase your return on investment, you need to go to various other form of investment such as equities, hybrids, and so on. So you have to look at other vehicles as well. Let's say, for example, you are in 20s, or 25s, typically what we say is, okay, you can go in equities as well. There are opportunities available and you overall create an asset allocation basket for your own self. Good amount of money going to equity, small amount of money coming to debt. And every five year, you keep increasing your debt bucket so that eventually when you are around 50, your fixed income looks like somewhere around 60% and 40% in equity. And you, when you are close to retirement, your 70% should be in debt and 30% should be in equity. Typically, where problem comes, let's say, for example, a very classy uh, AAA sovereign kind of funds will generate you X. If you take a element of credit risk, that number can be X plus 50 basis point, 1%, 1.5% in typical mutual fund. But if there are exotics also, so you can go to 2%, 2.5% or sometimes 3% also. So for that 3% something goes wrong, then probably you can eventually land up on a parity or minus 1% or minus 2%. Extreme cases, then probably it can be minus 3% also. So that is the con, which is kind of creates a, a taboo on a mutual fund because there has been recent huge amount of cases because of uh, the pandemic or other crises which hit the uh, overall economy in the economy. There were cases where because of which there were defaults into the credit segment. So if you have allocated your investments well, you don't lose money and you have to follow your discipline. Because what happens, you know, in FD people, I have reasonable amount of patience. Okay, I've done a five-year FD, I'll wait. But people don't wait till five-year or if you have, they have invested in any fund with, if they're interests are misaligned and there is a pressure and therefore there is a liquidation pressure on the fund and there is a loss because of an accident there is a loss it is not because of design so this is the biggest con which lies with the debt fund the only thing that i want to end with is that if you're advising let's say you know someone between the ages of 25 and 35 years old about how much of their portfolio they should allocate to debt funds as a percentage how much would you recommend their portfolio be in debt? There's a thumb rule. Whatever your age is, let's say you are 25. So 25 to 30, you can put in debt. Remaining can go to equities because your cash flow requirements are very, very low. As you move ahead in life, you can keep moving towards, uh, like as I said, bucketing. So in that debt bucket, you have to keep increasing your investment and equity bucketing will keep on going lower. Because typically equities compound on a long-term basis and double digits. Debt, as I said, will compound on a single digit. So this works very well. Abhishek, thank you so much. This is a perfect place for us to wrap up. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity and I hope the audience are able to get benefited. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Where's My Money by Ticker Tape. On this show, we simplify the finance landscape in India for you. So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. 
And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.